Welcome to episode 63 of the Average Joe's MMA show. Jeff Shanahan, David Van Boglen, and Ryan Dempsey. We are back. We missed last week because we went to see Bert. Bert fucking Kreischer, yo. If you didn't know, you should go check out the Not A Podcast podcast. Uh, we talk all about it. That's right. Talk all about it. That show was amazing. That was an amazing show. Yeah, it was uh, It was worth uh, the six-hour drive to go there and back for an hour. Yeah. An hour of Bert. I haven't laughed that hard in a long <laughs> it's time. It's been so long, man. I, I, I lost my voice for like two days because I laughed so hard and so much. <laughs> How's it going, Ryan? Ah, it's going fantastic. Oh, you sound so so nice and clear now. Unbelievable. Uh, I've joined the uh, the 20th century and have moved on from Messenger and into the wonderful world of Skype. Yes. Yeah. We no longer have to use yes. Facebook Messenger he joined, to talk to Ryan. He joined 2002. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is something we've been trying to work for since mm. Ryan came on the show. Unbelievable. Long time. It's been a, been a process, but... We did it, and he did it, and yeah, he's here. Everywhere we tried to do it, like my phone wouldn't have enough space for an app. My laptop is on its last leg. Nothing seemed to work until my lovely sister-in-law, Emily, had a tablet she didn't want, and she decided to give it to me so that we could do the show a lot better. Thank you, Emily. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And happy birthday as well, Emily. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's happy right. Happy birthday from all of I us. I've seen that earlier today. Seen that earlier today on, I did, uh, I did as well, on from Kara. Kara's uh, Facebook page. So happy birthday to you! I hope you got all the spankings you deserve. <laughs> if not, Michigan's not far from Canada. That's right. And then, uh, and I'll be hearing about that one later. <laughs> hey, I, I, I was, I kept my mouth shut. I didn't. <laughs> Let the record show. <laughs> I did not say anything inappropriate. I may have been thinking it, but I didn't say it. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Move my shirt. That one turned me up a little bit. Uh, so, Ryan, now that you're on, you got a headset as well as the tablet, right? It uh, it's, uh, headphones with the mic on it set up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice, yeah. a nice little headset. So you're not... Before you had your phone, you were just like talking to the end of your phone. You were holding your phone up to your face for two hours as we were doing yeah. this every week, trying to you know listen to it and talk to uh, uh, just speakerphone, basically, right? Right, yeah. This has got to be way more fucking comfortable. It's a lot better, and I feel like my brain's going to be thanking me in like 25 years and I'll have the phone next to my head nonstop. Yes. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> Two and a half hours of radiation every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it sounds great. I think that we've eliminated the what Jeff and, and Ryan and, and I have come to loathe as the delay problem. Yes. You know, I don't think we're having that. We're going to have that anymore because it seems like everyone that we talk to on Skype. This is our besides this is our very first average Joe's together on Skype. No warm up. Nope. No, no preview, no nothing like that. We didn't even check sound levels. No fucking nothing. We didn't, we didn't even check sound We're levels. We're getting just... brave in our yeah. fucking old age, boys. We are getting fucking brave. We just said, fuck it. We're that good now. We're those guys that were so good. Plug that shit in. Turn that shit on. Let's go. I think it's more we just forgot. We totally forgot. Yeah, that's I true. totally <laughs> fucking... 
Definitely lost change in elf. Ryan's been messaging us like, guys, you want to do a soundtrack? I've, I've, we've got like two or three messages from Ryan. You, want, you guys want to practice soundtrack tonight? I can do tonight that too, or you know, tonight at six or seven. Like, no, I can't do that. Messages again. You want to do? You want to check sound tonight? He's like, no, we can do it tomorrow. We can't do it then. I've got a couple of messages from Ryan ready to check sound. We yeah. now that we got together, we're like, ah, fuck it, we're good. Fuck it, let's go. Uh, let's go. The one night we were talking about doing the sound check, I was uh, putting Carla to bed. It was like seven o'clock. I wake up, it's 9.30. I'm like, what the hell? I'm walking up and Kara goes, weren't you going to try to Skype with the guys for, to get the sound? I'm like, yeah, I also wasn't planning on taking a two-and-a-half-hour nap right now either. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, it works. Yeah. It works fine. Yeah, there's, there's, there's really not a lot you have to do with Skype. You just plug it in and go. Pretty much. I mean, everything's set on our end already Yeah. Um, to go. You just... Um, it's just there's there's not uh, Skype is that good. It's just that it's made to do that. It's designed to do this kind of stuff. And and now because Ryan is on Skype, he'll be able to join us in interviews. Mm-hmm. Yes, because now we can say add number to call, Bing, and they're there. And now, Ta-da! We, now we get to try to balance four people. Four, five, six, ten. <laughs> ten fucking, fucking people. Ah, ah, ah. Oh Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> I can have you now. Jeff is already plugged into the sound. He could actually load up his Skype. Yep. Call in a person right now, and we could cross talk on Skype to Skype yep. without being connected all the way. Work. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. And I could add another caller here, and it could be two to one and one to two, and it's, yeah. just, it's just really cool. Really cool shit. I heard her. Places. Hi, hi, Kara. Hi, Kara. Carla. Carla. Kinda. I mean. All of you back there, we hear you. I hear someone. I got my nephew upstairs. And Maybe I, that's him. I walked. That, 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 yeah, because I think it's silent on my I end. Say I that can could, hear it my headphones. That, that could be Connor. Oh, no. That's here. Is that here? Yeah. Is that Michael? Shut up, Michael! <laughs> <laughs> my nephew's upstairs. I think it sounds like he's playing railroad train. Do it going... <laughs> he likes to do the... The, uh, I thought he was crying. The, it sounds like he's crying, but he's doing that fire engine. Oh, okay. No, he's fucking crying. Shush! <laughs> <laughs> Try and do my show! Uh, I think, I think if uh, any one of my kids make an appearance tonight, I have a bunch of uh, Carla's little bedtime toys in the room I'm in right now, so she... She might make an appearance trying to pick up Drax or Gamora or Star-Lord. Oh, that's so. fine. Yeah. She's, she's she got some new welcome. toys. She got some brand new toys, I see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got to reward good behavior, and I don't mind spoiling her once in a while. She have, wants have you, to the galaxy. I'm more than happy. Have you watched the second one yet, Ryan? I, I have. Yet. I put it on for, for her, and she isn't. Quite understand the difference between the second and first that was put on the first one. Oh, so okay. Like, oh, no, no, I want you know, Gurren's guess. So we had to go back and put on the first one again. Uh, uh, yet. Yep, I get it. I get it. She wants she wants to see Ronan and she wants to see Fanglis and she wants to see yeah. she wants to see the characters that she already fell in love with. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I watched uh, when I was young, young, young like that. I would watch. Uh, TV or movies that I fell in love with, like that. For me, it was ET. They watched it sixty times in a row, all the time. I, I, they, like my grandmother and my mom would tell me we had to put that show on for you, all the fucking time, 
over. We had we had to take you to the theater to see it like seven times. Yeah, put on the laser disc. We had laser discs back then. We yep. didn't have. Well, we had a we had a Betamax. Yeah. We not, oh, dude, I had a Betamax. You had a Betamax too. Oh yeah. Yeah, we had a Betamax, and uh, I and, broke uh, two of them. Are you? Did you really? Oh yeah, because awesome. try to fucking put a tape in when one was already in there and it would get stuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it was, was over. No, yeah, it was done for. There's there's like two times my dad fixed it, I think, and then mm-hmm. like the third time it was just done. Yeah, and my then, dad bought a Betamax and. Uh, once we got to the the video store that was local around here, and realized that the Betamax section was this big, and the VHX v, it was like two feet big, and the VHS section was like five hundred feet big. Yeah, they were like, "Fuck yeah, this yeah. Betamax, we're gonna go buy a new VHS." But then they found uh, Laserdisc, and then we just thought Laserdisc was, disc was the coolest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. And we had like Indiana Jones and ET and. Um, like eight or ten different laser discs. Not a lot of fucking selection. No, there wasn't a lot. You My know? uncle had one back in the yeah, day too. Yeah, there wasn't a huge selection, but when you watched it, there also wasn't a big fucking difference. Nope. I couldn't tell that you know. And you had to get back, up and flip the fucking disc. Yes, I couldn't, and I didn't know the difference between watching this. This it looked like an album. Yeah, these it was, it was like, the, like an si- album. the size of an LP. Yeah, so the, I'm trying to tell these. You know, my my kids are telling laser discs. They're thinking. Right, you know, and when I tell people laser disc nowadays, they're thinking look like a CD, something maybe smaller. No, man, these these laser discs look like an old school vinyl, vinyl record, record album. Yeah. It was the, the, the it the was box, huge. Or the the casing for it was like just like a vinyl record yes. album too. Yes, and you sleeves. slid it out of the sleeve. Yeah. Yes. So we had ET, we had Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, and and Temple. We had two Indiana Jones. On there, we had uh, Star Wars, the very first, uh, yep. well, technically number four, but you know what I mean yep. when I say first one. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had a few other ones, and I watched the fuck out of E.T. on that on that laser disc. It's a good thing it wasn't a tape, or it probably would have stretched and bent out. <laughs> so I, I, for short, you know, long, short story long, um, I know exactly how she is when she wants to watch her favorite fucking characters over and over oh, yeah. and over again. Goonies. You know? uh, Goonies, yeah. Goonies was mine. There and you go. My sisters like to remind me when I was younger, probably around her age, too, was like... Uh, Pee-wee's big, big adventure. adventure. Oh yeah, uh, that bike yeah, was god ugly, bud. One bit. What? What? I the first time I watched Goonies was like four years ago. Get the fuck out of here! You're and, fired. Yes. Yeah, Kara put it on. She's like, you have to watch. it. I got up, I couldn't stand it. Where's my I'm, mute? I, I'm sure if I had watched it 20 years ago, it'd been a lot more, um, been better. But you're fucking fired. Where's my mute? How do you not like that? Number one, how do you go your entire... I need to talk to your parents. How do you go your entire <laughs> life and never see the need, goddamn Goonies? I need to talk to his prime minister. Yeah. This is some This is some next level shit. Yeah, remember that whole fucking Quebec debate? Get me some fucking people. I want to talk to somebody, goddammit. <laughs> I need answers. <sighs> what in the actual fuck? How did you make it up to an adult and never saw the Goonies? God, it seems like every cl- every like Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, like the good action movies, and I was more than content watching those over and over. Yeah, again. but the Goonies was like the original action movie. It set the tone for big, real guns and stuff to come. It was like how the kids seen action movies. Yeah, man, it was a kids you know? action movie. It was it was the way- oh my god, I can't explain how much of a. I'm so disappointed uh, in you right now. If I was like eight and watched it, I'm sure I would have liked it. But I watched it when I was 28. I don't care. 
I don't give a I don't fuck. care, Ryan. You're on fucking mute for the next seven I have minutes. A, I have a feeling our <laughs> listeners are going to say the same thing. They're going to turn off right now. And please comment on our page. Please. Everyone says the same thing about it. I've heard it a million times over. Please, and believe yeah. me, I will be sharing when I share it on Twitter and tag you and subtweet a bunch of people to boo this man. <laughs> I had a kid. We used to play um, Magic the Gathering. It was the... Uh, mid-90s-ish, before I moved out to Jersey and started playing. It was around here. We had a place called The Arena, and we played every Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a kid in there. I call him a kid. He was, he was older than me then. I was like 18, 17, 18 then, and he was probably 22, 23. And he'd never seen Star Wars at all. And we, you're in a group where there was probably 20 of us playing Magic the Gathering or... Uh, Star Wars Galaxies or Lord Legends of the Five Rings or any kind of collectible card game or nerd stuff. This was Nerd Central. And this kid walked in, he wanted to learn to play, and he, he had never seen Star Wars, and all you seen was heads turn like... You know, when you get that thing where there's like a turd in the room, like, huh? Right. Who the fuck let that? And he said he'd never seen fucking Star Wars. He's like, I don't, I don't know, I've just never seen it. Why? Is that a bad thing? And we just all kind of shook our heads like, you're in a fucking nerd sanctuary here, surrounded by... Guys that dress up for Halloween and as uh, and guys who play fucking nerd card games and watch dork stuff and you know we had in the corner we had a Dungeons and Dragons game and over here in the corner we had a Magic the Gathering dra- game over here over here in the corner we had guys playing Champions a, a a superhero RPG where they're acting and all stuff this is Nerd Central and you walk in and you say you didn't watch the beginning of Nerd Central where everybody's nerdgasm started from Star Wars the gem the original <laughs> you you haven't seen it I didn't know if he was gonna get out of that room alive. So I kind of buddy, I kind of buddy up to him and said, "Guy, come on, you know, just come talk to me. Come just sit down, talk slowly and talk quietly. Don't say that shit out fucking loud." I thought he was gonna get shanked with some <laughs> right. kind of something. I don't know, but kind of had like a Chris Hansen thing going on there. Like, come on, buddy, come here. Sit yeah, down. I was so crazy. Yeah, what, I was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing here?" You know, I'm just here. To what drink, are you doing? I'm just here to drink Mike's hard lemonade. Yeah. What do you got condoms for? I'm, I'm just, I don't I, know. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm just, I was just here to play some Magic the Gathering. I didn't know I had to watch Star Wars. You just don't, don't ever, don't ever see Star Wars out of your bastard mouthing in until you watch the fucking show. Tony's never saw Star Wars either. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, we just got him finally to watch all three Lord of the Rings. Todd Bobby made him come over and watch them, and now he hadn't watched Lord of the Rings either. Nah, man, I never seen them. What? Son of a bitch, Dempsey! That's two for two today! God damn it. Hang up on him. Let's call Kyle back. I've had enough of this shit. Let's get somebody, let's get somebody who knows what you the fuck they're doing. You haven't watched Lord of the Rings either? No. I don't know which one is worse at this point. This shit is just getting off the rails. Uh, Ryan, better, what the fuck, man? We better go to some mixed martial arts yeah, soon before I reach the, this, this, is, this goddamn uh, internet yeah, choke him out. Oi. Jesus Christ. Oi. So, it's finally fight week. It's been three, yeah. three weeks since we finally, since we had a fight. I um, feel so like like a junkie with no heroin. I haven't had any any UFC, nah, but, I, but I've filled my that void with um, looking at outside MMA and looking at past MMA. Specifically, watching, I was watching that Pride documentary you yep. were talking about. Um, what the fuck's it called? It's on UFC Fight uh, Pass. A, a decade, decade of Pride. A decade of Pride or something. Yeah. Um, and, um, yes or no, just a quick answer, yes or no for both of you. If Sakuraba hadn't beaten Gracie in that very first fight, would there have been a continuation of a pride? No. Ryan? No. 
That's all I needed to hear from you both. Let's go on to this thing. <laughs> this Saturday night, uh, live from Dallas, Texas, UFC 211, the heavyweight championship is on the line as champion Stipe Miocic takes on Junior Dos Santos in a rematch from their fight back when, Ryan? Uh, was it three years ago? Oh, come on. I was expecting you to give me the, the, the gonna, date, the arena. How much tape he had on his hand. Well, was that, uh, I know I was more about the Stipe Mark Hunt fight there. It was three years ago, so I'm going by that. December 2014. Right. At a fight night. When uh, JDS picked up the round five decision. Yeah. Unanimous decision victory. Yeah, yeah that fight was... That I don't think I don't. If I remember right, I did not give him the win in that fight. No, I didn't. Either. I believe I gave it to Stipe. I gave it to Stipe. Yeah, I definitely uh, gave it to Stipe. It's hard for me to remember exactly. I tried to. I tried to look it up. Um, it's hard to remember exactly where you were that night watching it. You know, it's right. three years old, two and a half ish years old. Trying to and, and looking at it now to where you were then and how you felt that night. But if I remember looking back at the old footage that I watched, that I don't think. I gave it to Junior. I'm pretty sure I said that, man, Stipe outdid him, outdid this, out, you know, aggression, yep. control. I, I swear to he took everything. Um, and I, for him. I forgot that Stipe had knocked out Mark Hunt. Yeah. I knew he beat yeah. him, but I forgot. In the fifth. In the fifth. Good that today. He, he outstruck him, like, what, 320 punches? Uh, ridiculous. He, he beat the crap out of he him. He landed 113. He landed 113 to 33. I I just completely forgot that he had KO'd him. I knew he. Well, beat him. yeah, but the anomaly is he did it in the fifth round. Right. You know, it's it's one thing if you see a Mark Hunt getting knocked out or Mark Hunt knocking him out in rounds one or two, but to see Mark make it to five for one thing, and get yeah. and then Mark get knocked out in five. By the time he gets there, you figure, you know, he's it's going to be a decision. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was kind of a that was the beginning of the steep A. On a on a tear, uh, fights because yeah. after that round right. one KOs across the board uh, from Arlovsky to Verdum and then Overeem round one KO bang 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 all yeah. three knocked out Arlovsky and screamed at Dana White I want my belt and what he do he won that belt in the first round knockout bang yeah. Verdum ate a fucking right hand and he was done Overeem got destroyed in the first round and. Stipe is is the first legit shot that we've got to see a, uh, a heavyweight champion go more than two. Yeah, I don't think we've yeah. had anybody defend twice. No, we haven't had any. I think two is the most, isn't it? Yeah, two is the record. Yeah, two is the record. Brock. Yeah, and uh, if he if Stipe wins here, he's the new record holding heavyweight champion. There'll be three. No, he'll no, this will be his second defense. This is the second yeah. defense. Yeah, he'll tie it. This is the, so, but he's got a legit shot of being the guy that that breaks the record. Oh, potentially for sure. You know, um, he's gonna have to fight Kane. If Kane makes it, if Kane makes it, yeah. If Ryan doesn't curse him again, at thirty four, he's still young enough to to uh, to fight at a very high enough level to continue holding and winning that title. I mean, he's not he's not coming in into this at like thirty nine or something like Romero no. or something. They're all, they're all just holding on to the belt. And as a side note, Romero could do it at probably 49 and still beat half the fucking dudes on there. He's just he's just that kind of guy. But I only used Romero because of his age right. As, right. A, as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Stipe at 34 is still 
um, young enough and in his prime enough to be the guy to get three title defenses. Yeah. You know? I don't If he gets that third, I, I've got a feeling his fourth will be Francis Ngannou and then... That's over for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it. That's oh, yeah. game on. Freddie, you know? Freddie's going and And then Ngannou's going to be the guy to carry it on yeah. you know, for the next six, seven, eight title defenses. <laughs> He's going to be... I see Ngannou being the bones of the heavyweights I, I agree, for a long dude. time. He's that. He's going to be that guy. Especially good. now he moved to Vegas. That's bad news yeah, for everybody that, in the heavyweight yeah. division. Yeah, that's what I, when I posted you know, that. I was like, yeah. well, this is bad news for everyone. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> him... him Deciding to be full time in Vegas in the mix says I'm hungry and I'm coming his, and you're and you're all fucked. His trainer said he was like we've had we have problems getting training partners and the ones that we can get to come in he just manhandles. Oh my god, he's so good. He God, he's so good. He's and God knows the next champ. But yeah. focusing on this champ, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, who do you guys got? Champion and still. Yep. And still, boxing is superior. And I, I know Junior Dos Santos has great boxing, but his head is fucking mush. Oh god, his brain yeah. is destroyed. He cannot see left from right. He's not going to be able to see openings. He's not going to be able to see angles. He's going to get domed once, and his brain is going to go in circles. And he's not going to know where he is left to right. Stipe is going to pick him apart, utilize that superior boxing that Stipe is known for, and KO him round one. Over. Done. So, and Junior's going to go back, and, and hopefully Dana's going to look at him and say, dude, your brain is fucking mush. Please stop. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope they make him stop fighting if, if Stipe KOs him. Ryan, who you got, brother? Yeah, I'm going with Stipe, too. Um, I think he I think he beat uh, JDS in the first one, and I think that he's gotten a lot better while uh, Dos Santos has just aged and aged considerably with every time you see him, like, the two fights against uh, the, well, the last two fights against Kane, I think, really put him in a bad spot. And then the fight with Overeem, the fight with the original fight with Stipe, I, I think Stipe's uh, boxing, uh, like Dave said to me, it's more on point now than it was before. I think he's going to land some good shots early on and just wear him out into the third or fourth and just finish it there. I think it's going to be, yeah, like you said, a third round. I'm thinking third round knockout. He could get him in the first. Who knows? Stipe's got those hands, man. Yeah, I never call. I, I, I can't say never. I rarely call a round, and I'm so adamant this one that it's just going to be Stipe in round one. That uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually calling it. Okay. You know, I just firmly believe that he's. It's. Yes, it's confidence in Stipe, but it's also at the same time lack of confidence in what Junior has left in the tank. The thing is, like, I, I felt that way about Junior after those Kane fights, but he's continued to show everybody outside of Kane, he, he, he can't freaking beat him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But he just, he can't get past Kane. Yeah. I don't think he'll get past Stipe, obviously. I didn't think he won the first fight, but... He he just has this thing about him. You know, he beat he beat Hunt by KO, uh, and then he lost to Overeem. Overeem beat the besides crowd. Kane and Overeem, of yeah. course. I mean, but I mean, Kane is yeah. the two worst beatings I've seen somebody take. Yeah, that was five round or ten rounds of just just nonsensical beatdown and like what. Just under a year, just over a year, like uh, you had the hunt fight in between them. Yeah, yeah. The, the uh, there was um... he fought. They fought at UFC 155, 
and then 166, and yeah, he had the hunt fight at 160 yeah. in between them. There's just so much brain damage and brain trauma in those two rounds, or those two fights, in those ten rounds. Yeah, and there wasn't a lot of rest in between those either. No. No, yeah, how much I, at I all? Just, like, yeah, just like, months? Like you guys said, I think it's time for Dana White to probably pull him aside and say, like, you gotta really start thinking about your, like, personal life in the future if he gets knocked out in this fight. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him at like forty, forty-five, at forty-five, being stuck in a mental home because his brain is deteriorated to the point where he's, you know, he's an eighty-year-old man. In his mind, he can't even take care of himself enough to bathe or feed himself. Right. Or turn into Muhammad Ali, more or less. Yeah, just uh, or on the other side, turn into Chris Benoit. Yeah, because. Oh, that was, that was because he's got the strength and the power to do something right, like that. What if right. what if he snaps in one of those homes and starts boxing and killing fucking nurses? Or, you know, he gets taken to the hospital and starts choking them to literally choking them to death. Imagine a 106-pound little nurse's resident, the young girl, yeah. just has to take care of him and he snaps because his brain's <clears> fucked. <throat> he's going to break her in half. Yeah. You know. They're going to have to put freaking guards in the room with him. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if his brain gets that bad, something like that can happen. And I have a bad, bad feeling if he keeps taking head trauma, we're gonna see a bad news. We're gonna see bad news come from Junior, Junior Del Santos. Mm-hmm. I hate to fucking take the show that way, you know. And I hate to, no. to talk about that, but it's a legit possibility and it's a legit threat that if he keeps taking these shots, we're gonna see something like that. I think we really need someone really needs to talk to him. Hopefully, he saved Hopefully. his money to the point where he can retire soon. Hopefully, yeah. Like the worst thing that could happen is if he happens to land that left hook. And somehow catch Stipe and knock him out and get the shot, and he has to face Kane or Stipe again, yeah. or him you know, or, or Verdum, and he has to take more trauma at a at a high level. And yeah, the worst thing for him to, would be to win this fight mm-hmm. for his health. You're right. Yeah, Ryan's the, right. Then Kane's coming knocking. Yeah. Or Verdum and everybody, and eventually you got guys like Engano and Beast that are going to come knocking, and they're fucking headhunters. Oh god, they're going to oh, they're going to smash your brain. Engano will kill, like literally kill him. Yeah, kill him. <laughs> yeah, man. First death in the UFC, Francis Engano to Junior Dos Santos. Damn. So. Oh god. We're we're all pulling. We're all we all still think it's still steepy yep, anyway. For sure. So. Uh, co-main event, the women's strawweight title is on the line as Joanna Jircek takes on Jessica Andrade. Might, I mean, this potentially could be the toughest test that Joanna has had yet. Um, Claudia was a great wrestler, but she doesn't, she doesn't possess the power that Jessica Andrade does. There's the key word, power. Yeah, I mean, Jessica Andrade was knocking girls out at 35. Yeah. And now she's coming down to an easier weight for her to fight at. And she's a 25-er. Yeah, she, you know, she's she is. She's definitely 25-er. It takes her a lot more to get down to 215. But she's and too small when for she her. blows up to 35, she's a fucking bulldog at 35. Yeah. You know, she's a wrecking house. <laughs> I mean, she's she's very short. Yeah. So to be fighting, I mean, she's shorter than Ioana. Yeah. So to be fighting at Bantamweight be that short. Is a huge disadvantage. I see Louis Carmouche. But she's she's the strong she's the physically strongest Absolutely. opponent that Ioannis had to face while defending that title. Oh, for sure. Without physically a doubt. strongest. Without the hardest a doubt. hitter. Ioana's Ioana's a hard hitter, but she's she's more used to being the the flirty 
yep. striker. She's right, right. You know, there's stuff behind her strikes, but it's more it's more persistence and um, precision and ungodly just uh, mauling a bang, 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 ducking here, bang, bang, bang. It's just real, real precise. Whereas Andrasha is going to come in and bulldog her. She's going to steamroll her. She's going to try to throw her around. And try to land big, heavy shots. Maybe not a lot of them, but big, heavy shots. The ones that she does land. This is a major threat to her title. This is a major threat to the her other, title. I mean, and the other thing is, too, is her subs. Andrade is awesome on the ground. Yes. Yes. Very Oof. tough, very strong on the ground. Wow. Yeah, man. It's it's a scary fight, but... Uh, I don't think Andrade has what it takes into the later rounds, the way Joanna paces things. Right, right. I still think Joanna comes away with it, probably by decision. As you guys know, if Jessica has been booked for or have has ever gone to five, I don't believe so. If she was no. booked for it, she's never gone to. No. Andrew Hill, Calderwood, Penny, uh, and Rocky. <clears throat> no. Uh, uh, Carmouche. If she's ever been booked for it, I don't see it. Um, Damn, I forgot she beat Rocky Pennington. Long time ago, but she did it. So she's never gone five. So that's nope. that's a tick uh, against her. Yeah, especially Ioana. Ioana does. I mean, she's the queen of the five round fight. She lives in round four and yeah. five. Yeah. Yeah, she won both those yeah, clutches. Drag, drag you into into deep waters, just lighten you up through the first three, and then just just turned up the intensity in the last couple of rounds. Drag him into deep waters and let him drown. Yep. So yeah. their their KO ratio is the same. Uh, like I said, you Andrade with a forty four percent sub. Yeah. And then Yoana sixty two percent decision. I, I got Yoana by decision and still. Uh, I Yoana. Uh, I, I've learned my lesson. I picked against her once. It was the wrong choice. And I made a, a vow at that point. Again, until she loses that belt, I'll never pick against her again. This was a hard one. And that's, it, that's what I was just going to say. Is, oh, oh. Yeah, but I've gone back and forth uh, myself with this one. Like, trying to figure out, like, I can see, like, if Andrade takes her down early in the first and can do some heavy ground and pound early on in the fight, it could, like, it could make a like you said, a serious threat to the title, but it's just a matter of getting inside there. Like, Ioana's yeah. really good at keeping the distance. Yeah, I she, think that's ultimately what's going to... She's gonna. I think she's going to win probably by decision or late-round stoppage. But I think it's just going to be, like, like you said, just keeping the distance, landing the consistent flurries, and just tiring her out. I, I mean, mean, they can both meet at 125 for the belt in a couple of years. Ioana's got an 81% takedown defense ratio. That's yeah, and a sixty. She, her takedown defense is better, and her takedown percentage is better than Jessica Andrade. She has sixty six percent takedown accuracy to uh, Andrade sixty two. And uh, but, and to be fair though, Jessica averages two takedowns a fight. Yeah, two point so, six. And who knows um, what the defense against the people she takes down? If she's taken down her fighters on average of two times a fight. That's pretty good. Oh yeah, you know, again, probably gets good people with you know women with good takedown defense. She's still managing to take them down to two, technically two and a half times the fight. You know, on average, there's a good chance that uh, 
Ioana's going to have to work off her back at least a little bit in this fight. And uh, at least one time, in one round, she's going to get taken down. She's going to have to plan oh, yeah. for for getting taken down and working off her back and trying to work through the much more power, physically powerful Jessica Andrash. Um but if she can manage, yeah, if she yeah. can manage to push through that, we're gonna be okay. I think she'll be all right. Yeah, we're gonna be okay. Uh, in the third fight of the main, well, yeah, third fight of the main card. Uh, this is this is an exciting fight for me. Damian Maya and Jorge Masvidal. The the crazy thing is the betting lines on this man. Maya is a gigantic underdog. Why? I don't fucking know, man. Why? We could make fucking bank. I know. Be- my I, I God. I thought about it, dude. I really did. I've really thought about it. Who's taking fucking, is it like, uh, who's taking I've, online bets? <sighs> Ask, uh, there's some people in the community that can point you in a better direction on that Fuck. than me. Yeah, okay. If Maya's <laughs> a major underdog, <laughs> I want to put some money on fucking Maya there's right a, now. There's a couple guys in the community page that, that clean up. On betting, so I'm down. I'm gonna fucking talk to him. There's a guy I follow on Twitter. I'll find him and and link you with it. If he's that far of an undercut dog, I'd put five bills down on Miami because I know I'm gonna clean up. Yeah, dude. Oh God, yeah. I think this is kind of is a potentially scary matchup for or for Maya because of Masvidal striking, but I just don't know what Masvidal is gonna do when inevitably Damian Maya clinches him and takes him to the ground. Nothing. He's gonna get taken down and fucking like it. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. he's gonna do, man. He's gonna get. He's gonna get taken down. He's gonna get hit by an anaconda, wrapped up, taken down, smothered, mauled, twisted, and eventually not gonna be able to breathe and have to do. Yeah. The tap out because it's gonna be over. I mean, Masvidal. A lot of people. Masvidal was very impressive in that fight against Cowboy uh, Cerrone. Yes. But let's also remember that. Masvidal is the type of fighter that plays into the type of things that Cerrone is not good at. He don't like getting kicked in the tum-tum. Yep. And he doesn't have a lot of head movement. Yeah, exactly. So a a good pure striker such as this, because Masvidal is a a good pure striker. Mm -hmm. Well, not pure striker. but No, but he's he's a good striker. Very good striker. Dangerous striker. But I mean, he—he—that's exactly the type of opponent that can beat him, a la Anthony Pettis. Um, but Masvidal, I just don't know what he's going to be able to do on the ground. I just don't. Damian, I mean, Damian is a big one seventy. Look how many good strikers and powerful strikers Damian Maya is taking down and, and tapped out, like your Carlos Condit's, your Matt Browns, Neil, uh, Magny. Neil Magny's. You know he's he's done that with Rick Story, you know Rick Story and and, and Don Hung Kim, and the list goes on, you know, all the way <clears> down. <throat> you know Chael Sonnen, um, mm-hmm. Jason McDonald, Ed Herman. I mean he's dealt with strikers, and and he's dealt with wrestlers, and he's dealt with tweeners, and he's dealt with everything in between. And what's the one thing that's that happens all the time? He takes him down, he wraps him up. And it's game over. Yep. That's what he does because yep. he's the he's so good at jujitsu that he if the jujitsu line is here, he's eight levels above it. He's that good with his jujitsu. Could this be though like a setup to kind of 
Sort of like what we saw with Whitaker and Jockery, though. Like, the, the young lion coming after the old guard. Does anybody see something like that happening? I mean, it can happen, but I mean, nothing that I've seen recently from Masvidal really tells me that. I mean, he has, his last couple of wins were over Ross Pearson and who else? Uh, Ellenberger. And then he gets a fight against Cerrone on like, when Cerrone took the fight after like six weeks after fighting previously. Like, I just don't like nothing in his la- in his win streak has been like, impressed me enough to think that he can beat a guy of Damian Maya's caliber. I don't think so either. I th- but I think um, I-, I think Jorge Masvidal is very dangerous. Absolutely, he's not to be looked oh, sure. past. You know, he's not to be looked past. But <laughs> there's just. Damian Myers just got there's just too, the skill is too high and he's he's seen he's seen too much which is almost more dangerous than the skill is being too high because he can see what if Jorge's if Jorge's going to box him and he's coming in to charging in left heavy Maya knows how to take him down uh, when he's going for a left hand strike if he's going in right heavy he knows how to take him down if Masvidal's going to try to shoot for a single leg, he knows exactly how to spin around and take the back. He knows, he just knows every, whatever Masvidal wants to do, he knows exactly the way to counter it and wrap him up and take the neck or take the arm or take the knee or take whatever part of the body he wants and pinch it to the point where, where Masvidal has to quit or that part of the body breaks. He just knows how to do that. He's just so good. And there's, there's nothing, there's no way I'm picking against Maya in this fight. No way. Not a chance. No. And the fact that the betting lines are so far against Maya is absolutely crazy to me. I don't get it. I don't either. It doesn't make any sense to me. But, like you said, if I didn't have this freaking bus trip to pay for on Friday, I might throw a couple hundred bucks down on Damian Maya and make some cash. But I got a feeling I'm going to be pretty broke come Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You got that big thing coming up. Yeah, and I got to pay for whatever... Seats are left that I don't oh, fill. Fuck. Yeah. God, I wish my back would hold up for that. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Ryan, what's your pick for the fight? Yeah, I'm going, I'm going with Maya. I just, like I said, I just don't, nothing about, like, all due respect to Muswell, nothing in his win streak right now makes me think he should be fighting for a potential number one contender shot. Um, I think Maya's too good. I think he's too smart. He'll play it safe. He'll do what he has to do, like Dave said. Take him down. Just drag him into deep waters early on. Probably like, uh, like the Carlos Condit fight and finish it. I think I think he can get a submission win in the second round, if not even in the first. Like He's that talented. No doubt about it. No doubt. Yeah. That's, ex- that's pretty much exactly how I see it playing out, too, though. For, for this fight, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Keith. Yeah, it was just... From was... MMA TakeOver. Thank you. What's his... He goes by Keith Robert on his Facebook page, but his last name's like Schill, Schill. or something. I think it's Keith Schill. Keith Schill. I'm, I, I'm not even 100% sure. Yeah, so it's, we'll just call him Keith. So Keith from MMA TakeOver, he contacted me a while back to do a piece for another fighter. I didn't, I didn't know enough about the other fighter. I didn't think I could do a good enough job. That uh, I, and I didn't want to put out a shoddy product that had the average show's name on it. So I, so I told him I said I don't. It was for David Branch. And I said I don't remember David Branch enough. I can read, you know, I can look at some other some fight footage and I can read stuff, but I feel like I'm just regurgitating info. So I ba- I passed bypassed it. 
And recently, he me- he messaged me like six in the morning. Yeah, Jeff too. Me too. Yeah. And you know, I just fallen asleep at like three. It was one of those nights. And at six in the morning, I hear bring. I hear my notification sound. I wake up. I was like, oh, fucking what now? You know, at six in the morning, my girls are going to school. I'm like, are they in trouble? Or you know, what's going on? Did they break a bone? I'm like, God damn it! What's up? I pick up my phone and I see a message and I pop it open. And it says, "What do you think, Frankie Edgar or Yair Rodriguez?" It's just fucking happening right now. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it on the Nada podcast. Yeah. We both thought it was fucking Ryan. Yeah, this got to be this has got to be Dempsey at at work or something, bored, you know, the oven shut down or something. He can't do anything. Yeah, and I was like, what in the fuck? Ask and me. you know, I was like, oh, actually, I think it's Frankie. Thanks, and I go back to bed. Yeah, you know, so. But I want to give a shout out while we're doing that to to Keith and to the MMA Takeover. They're, it's an awesome fucking uh, podcast interview segments. They do a lot of crossover stuff with them with uh, with loudmouth, uh, the group of loudmouth stuff, MMA, wrestling, NFL, all kinds Boxing. of loudmouth stuff. Yeah, as well as of course with Blake and the Loaded Joes, all those guys and us together forming this great network. But Keith in general, he asked us. So Keith, this pick. Is for Keith and the MMA Takeover. Yeah, they they've been doing a they're doing a series all week where okay. they, they've got uh, writers from the MMA Takeover taking on somebody from the community. Okay, it's been different podcasters or yeah. different people, but just people that don't work for MMA Takeover, and they're splitting it up and and. It's a pretty entertaining series so far to see the different opinions and stuff. But yeah, I think he wanted me to take. Yeah, he did. He wanted us to pick. Because I asked him. I, I, I at first the, my initial thought was just to give him my my honest answer, and I broke down why I thought Frankie. And then I, I sent the message, and immediately I was like, "You're looking for somebody to take Yair, aren't you?" <laughs> and he goes, "Yep." And I said, "Sorry, man, I can't. I, I can't, can't argue for him. Yep, I just, can't. Yep, yep." So. In the second fight of the main event, Frankie Edgar is taking on Yair Rodriguez. Probably the big, absolutely the biggest test of Yair uh, Rodriguez's career. Definitely. Yep. Uh, Rodriguez is a really flashy, dangerous striker. Um, and Frankie Edgar is just Frankie Edgar. What can you say? I mean, I went back this week when I was watching old school fights and watched Frankie Maynard too. Oh, God. Oh, oh my yeah, God. what? Up there is one of the best you'll ever watch. So much controversy. Yep, 100%. You know, I, I, and I hate using terms like best of all time because that's just such an overused and ambiguous term. I like to say I like to say stuff like it's, it's one of the best fights you could ever watch or um, right. one, one of the most amazing fights I, I've seen with this guy or whatever it is. You know, it's the best fight best of all fight time. Card. Right. Best fight of all time is just so overplayed and you, you just it's so you can't really pick what is but that fight maynard and frankie too oh boy amazing fight to watch um but in terms of this fight um yair has come off um what was supposed to be his biggest challenge in bj penn you know i mean that was Supposed to be Yair's, obviously is, but it wasn't. It was. I it wasn't the BJ Penn no. that we no. were, you know, <laughs> of seven years ago. I don't think it was supposed know. to be his. Like the, te- I think that's just it was his name fight to really break him. Yeah, because the the UFC yeah. wants him to be a superstar. Right. I mean, with with the KO of Andre Feely mm-hmm. and the impressive win with Alex Caceres. 
how that made a dis- split decision. It, he he beat him decisively. That shouldn't have ever went to a split. I don't know how it did. Um, but yeah, they they've been trying to push him hard uh, to become a star. So this is this is a step. If he wins this fight, he's looking at a title shot. I just don't think he's going to win the fight. I think I think Frankie's pacing, and and a lot of people are saying, well, he's been. He been beating up, you know. He took a lot of shots from Jeremy Stevens and and Chad Mendez hit him, and no, I have Chad Mendez, um, but didn't look good against Uriah. The Cub Swanson fight, he took a lot of damage. The the wars with Edgar or with Frankie and Penn and Gray Maynard and stuff, like they just think that he, he's gonna get beaten. He's gonna get dropped. Frankie gets dropped in every goddamn fight. He's from Jersey, baby. They get dropped all the time. I don't see Yair Rodriguez being able to keep that pace. No, not at all. No. Nope. Blake tried to to use the Alex Caceres fight as a as a uh, a showing of of Yair's gas tank, and I'm like, bro, you can't compare a fight with Alex Caceres to the no. pacing that Frankie Rod- Frankie's going to put Rodriguez through. Not at all. No, not the not the pacing, the the wrestling, the uh, the cardio and wrestling alone. That I mean, he's Frankie's going to be on him from bell to bell, yeah. and it's not going to be just a simple back and forth of boxing pacing. He's going to strike, shoot, strike, pass, strike, shoot. It's going to be up. It's going to you're never. You, There's going to be a lot of up against the cage. It's going to be more confusing for your yeah. brain than your body half the time. You're not going to know what the fuck's going on. Frankie's that's a, what Frankie does. He's a grinder. He is Absolutely. going to grind down on Yair He's Rodriguez. one of the, the original OG fucking legit grinders that you'll see that's been around for a long time. And, and dude has not lost a step. You know, at 35, oh, he's, he's still he's still got it. But, yeah, he'll take him down probably, you know, gets him down early in the first and just put it on him and just keep it going. He, he's he's relentless. He's like a little pit bull. You know, he, he grabs a hold of you. He does what he wants to do, lends his shots. If you're able to stand up, you know, like Jeff said, he gets him against the cage, grinds him there, takes him right back down. And that that's what's going to end up getting Tim tired out. Yeah, Rodriguez is going to learn a lot about himself in this fight. He's going to learn what he can take, how much he can handle, how he's going to get pushed to the limit. Because he ain't never been pushed to a limit. With the guys, look at the guys he fought. Those guys are not pushing him to the limit. Like Frankie Edgar is going to push him to the limit. He's going to learn a lot about himself, about his cardio, about his body, about everything. And I don't know if he's, I mean, I don't know if he's ready for it. He better be, but I don't know if he is. One thing that uh, for Yair, at least he's he's learning to talk a little bit, like calling his shot, he's going to knock him out with a flying knee. He's trying, like, he's learning to try, at least try to get his name out there with this fight also. He's really trying to do self-promotion, which I think is important because win or lose, this is still going to be a big fight for him. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it, no matter what, he's coming off, and he's going to be. It's a it's a win win for him either way. Losing, yeah. Especially as long as he doesn't get completely outclassed and outworked, it, it, losing doesn't doesn't hurt him because it just helps his name. I mean, they'd be like, "Oh, it's Frankie. He should have. He's supposed to win that fight." But if he right. wins, right. it catapults him right into the title picture. So. Definitely Frankie on this end. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we were supposed to talk about the opening fight of the main card, but I just discovered 30 seconds ago that Henry Cejudo is injured and will not be fighting Sergio Pettis on Saturday. What? Really? Yeah, yeah. The, this is breaking news right now as we speak. 
uh, it's been canceled because of um, hand hand, uh, hand, injury. hand injury. So Pettis is going to get his show money if he successfully makes weight tomorrow morning or Friday morning, and then they actually. It's not unclear. The story says it's unclear which fight they're bumping David Branch and Jocko to the main card. So David oh. David Branch and Christoph Jocko will be moved from the prelims to the main card. Oh, good for them. That sucks. I was really looking man. forward to this fight, man. I was really looking yeah. forward to this fight. So was I. Ugh. What a bummer! I was really looking forward to seeing what Pettis had to, yeah. how, how he advanced, how he would advance against a, a I think this Olympian a, would have been a great test for Sergio yeah. Pettis. I, I would, have, I was picking Henry Cejudo to win. Yeah, I was too, but my my eye was on Sergio. Yeah, me too. I wanted to see what he had to I've, offer a, a contender the I've likes been of Henry Cejudo. I've been impressed with Sergio lately. He has put on some good fights. So you heard it. You heard it here first. You know. Henry Cejudo out, a hand injury forces him out, and Sergio Pettis will get his show money. It's a bummer. No, uh, no extra fights are going to be signed. They said they're going to go ahead with 13 fights in the card, and Pettis gets his show money, and yep. and he uh, gets to go home without a fight. They just bump Jocko and, and Branch. Jocko and Branch move up. Yep. So... We'll, so uh, that's the new main card. I guess we can talk Jocko and Branch. Yeah, let's talk I guess about that. he's going to be on the main card. Uh David Branch returning to the UFC after it's been a while. Yeah, it has. Uh, he had a really successful run in, in the World Series of Fighting. Uh, was a multiple weight champion at one point, I believe. Yeah. Um, he hasn't fought in the UFC since 2011. 2011. And he lost to who, Ryan? Oh, God. You've pulled this name out of your ass before. Well, not Paul Harris. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, Paul Harris. Really? Round two submission. Yeah, and he didn't hold on that long, so. I was going to say, did he break his leg off also? This is back in UFC on Versus. On Versus, remember that? Yeah, man, that's where I used to watch WEC wow. and Tap Out. Yeah. Versus before it became NBC Diego Sports. Sanchez versus uh, Martin Kentman. Damn. On Versus, March 3rd, <laughs> 2011. That is a trip down memory lane there. Like Diego. Diego, are you retiring? Fuck you. Oh, God, please. I ain't going, no, I ain't going nowhere, baby. Please retire. Please just retire. <laughs> him, him and JDS are sitting in the same hospital room. Did you hear that? Did I hear what? I swear I heard that. Hear what? Nothing. Did you hear what? I didn't hear what. Did you hear what? Fuck. Their brain's going to be so fried, they're going to be hearing things back and forth. <laughs> oh my and nothing's going to be there. Nothing's going to be there. So this Jocko... He's on a... Five fight winning streak. Yes, he with, is. Uh, yeah. Wins, oh, notable wins over. Uh, I guess the biggest one is Talos, Talos Talos Otherwise, you know, but just gotta ask him. He's and Bradley got Scott. Uh, four decisions and a knockout in that run. Uh, Sean Sheehan picked him to be the UFC's 185 champion by 2018. Jocko, really? Yeah, I don't know if he was joking or not, but that was that was something okay. he said on well. the. On the Severe MMA show last week or this week? Last week. Well, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm World Series of Fighting champ, multi-champ David Branch returning to the UFC is who I'm going to take. Um, Jocko, I'll do respect. I know he's ranked number nine in the middleweight division, but 
Brant is going to come in both with much greater experience, much better games, game plan, much, much better uh, head on his shoulders, and a lot more to prove this time around. And I think he's going to take it out on Jocko. Yeah, I agree. I think Branch wins his debut back. Um, the UFC is expecting things out of David Branch, and that's why they brought him back yeah. when his contract expired with the World Series of Fighting. So I think he I think he gets off to a slow start, but it's <clears throat> it's not his first dance. It's not the first time. It's not his first rodeo. So the dude knows what he's got to do in there. I think he'll be all right, and I, I see him taking out the win, getting the decision more yeah. than likely. Yeah, I have uh, I have Branch winning this one too. Just I just think that you know, coming back to the UFC, he wants to prove why he was brought back. He wants to sh- he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to have a bad showing. I think he's going to come out there, with, you know, with a fire under him. And sometimes a guy that, in that position is uh, it can be really dangerous. And I think that he 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 gets uh, picks up the victory. Hey, UFC.com, how are you going to have the man's picture on the front page, but shadow man when you bring up the fight? Exactly. Look at this. Even when you open up his. <laughs> His uh, profile awesome. page. He's got him in here. Yeah, I mean, his his picture is in the fight card itself. Yeah. But then when you click to get the the larger view, it's just a silhouette. AUFC.com. Get your shit together, boy. Punk. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the FS1 main event, this is going to be a war, though. I'm looking forward to this one so much. Number three, Eddie Alvarez taking on the diamond. Number nine, Dustin Poirier. Fireworks, ladies and gentlemen. Alvarez coming back from his first fight after that devastating KO from Conor McGregor. And Poirier Also knows what that's like. Yeah. Poirier has done well since he's been back to 55, too. I think he's won two in a row, two or three in a row since he's come back to 55. Oh, no, he lost to Michael Uh, Johnson. Forgot he lost to Michael Johnson. He's what, three and one. That's right. Three and one. God damn it. I thought he's coming back. Okay. Yep, that's right. Came back against Duffy. Got the win there. Beat Bobby Green. Got smacked. Got Michael Johnson. And then yep. beat the crap out of Jim Miller. That was a hell of a fight with him and Jimmy. Yeah, that was a really good fight. That, that's was, the one, was. that was like the one good fight. One or two exactly. good fights on that fight card. for Two Holman. away was the worst card of the year. Yeah, it might be one 16. of the worst cards ever. Yeah, that was bad. Terrible, um, terrible, terrible. Uh, man. Wow, this is going to be a hard one for me to pick because I've been going back and forth on this one uh, a lot this week, trying to figure out if, you know what, Eddie's got something. To, he doesn't really have anything to prove to anyone but himself because I read an article that said that losing to Connor was his worst nightmare come true. It feels like he's lot, he's he's not the kind of fighter he should be. and um, He's not the kind of man. He's just I read so much depression and so much down on himself. Um Stuff from Eddie in that in that uh, that article that he did, where I think that it's it's either one of two things. It's either gotten to his head where he's not going to come into this fight how he should, and it's it's going to let eat it to him, or he's going to come into this fight balls out and let everything fly. I think the latter. The latter. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's he's a Philly boy, man, and Philly boys like to fight. You know, I spent a lot of time in Philly. I see a lot of fucking Philly boys, and they like to fucking fight. A Philly boy that hangs out with a bunch of Jersey boys. That ain't no joke, man. Those motherfuckers will fight at the drop of a dime for no reason because it's fun. Why not? Let's go. Where's the blood? I lived that for a long time. God damn, it's crazy. The thing that I'm leaning towards Alvarez, 
But the three inch, three inches of reach from Dustin is an interesting thing because Eddie doesn't do well against reach. Mm-mm. And he's had to suffer with because he's kind of a fucking short, you know, built. He's not a long fighter, you know. That's why he's been a good wrestler, right? Because he never had right. that reach to be a great, you know, a, a great striker. I mean, they're dead even on height, but he's got T Rex arms. Yeah, he just got short arms. Yeah. I man, I don't know. I don't know. It's a coin flip. This is a coin flip fight for me. I uh, I can see ways that both guys are going to win it. Yeah. Uh, sure. I kind of think I'm leaning more towards Alvarez. I think Eddie will probably squeak out a decision, but it will be a, it could even be one of those infamous Alvarez decisions that he probably should have lost, a la Anthony right. Pettis, a la Gil Melendez. Yeah. I'm going to take Dustin Portier in this one. I think he's going to serve him up something really nice, and I think he's going to – Outstrike him, reach advantage, include him, keep him at range, and be smart about the takedown. Um, I know that Alvarez likes to take him down three, four times a fight, his opponents, but I think Dustin's going to be smart enough to block off a couple of those and may- maybe get stuck by one, but you know, not have it completely take advantage of him at the end. I think Dustin's going to squeak out a decision victory, and he's going to survive this fight instead of absolutely winning it. Is, is more along the lines. It's going to be a war, and I think Dustin's going to survive. All right. Ryan, how do you say yeah, this? Yeah, I think, I think, I think Poirier wins. Uh, I think Alvarez is putting too much pressure on himself with that loss to Conor McGregor. I mean, you know, it, it's a bad loss. I mean, look at McGregor. He does everything he says he's going to do. A loss to McGregor is not a bad loss. And I think he's going to put too much pressure on himself trying to come back to show who he is. I think he's just going to let his head get into it. Like Dave said, I think Poirier is going to, uh, you know, avoid the, avoid the takedowns. Uh, going back to the other fights, they're using the reach uh, to his advantage. Keep him at, you know, light him up with a couple strikes. Keep uh, keep the distance. Keep the distance, and pull out the decision win. All right. Well, let's see what happens with that one. That's going to be a great fight. Yeah, this fight. is an exciting fight, man. Like I said, it's a coin flip. Oh, this has also got the potential for an exciting fight. Uh, Chase Skelly and Jason Knight, two just scrappy, scrappy little 145 Oh, my God, yeah. I don't expect nothing pretty out of this one. Two guys that like to sub. Uh, this is going to be a fun little ground war. Absolutely. This oh. is going to be grindy and filthy, and they're going to get right to it, man. I love this. I really love this matchup of all things. They're really putting together two guys that want to go for the same thing. And that means that we see kind of a chess game on who's going to uh, who's going to attack what, who's going to take what, who's going to strike for this, who's going to attack for that. I think we're going to see that in these two, and I really think that uh, uh, it's going to be a gem of a fight surrounded by big-name fights on this card. There's a lot of names on this pay-per-view. Yeah. And these two are going to be fighting for that spot, for that position to say, look, we're here too, we can fight too, just because we don't have the name you know, doesn't mean you should look away. And Jason Knight's going to be the one that submits my this one. Yeah, I've got Jason Knight by submission. Yeah, yeah, I got Jason Knight. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to see him again after uh, Dave put him, uh, put me on to him going into the Alex Caceres fight, and I was really impressed by by his jujitsu in that fight. And I'm excited to see him get back in there and you know hopefully uh, show those skills again. Oh, Hick Diaz. A great, he's a great yeah. practitioner, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's fun. It's not going to be an easy walk in the park for him, though, with Chase Skelly. 
They don't, no. know who. They don't call him the scrapper for nothing, man. He, he is feisty. He brings it. He brings it every time. Definitely. Um, uh, opening fight of the main card is Marco Polo Reyes versus James Vick. Ooh. I like to pick Vick in this yeah, one. I got Vick. You know, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's a great fighter. Um, on the come up, you know, nine and one, five inch reach, yeah. four inches in height. I think he's going to, I think he's going to do okay. Marco Polo Reyes, not a lot to say about him right now. He's a knockout artist, uh, but I think he's still developing eight and three. Who was Reyes' last fight? I remember him, but I can't remember who. Yeah, Jason Novelli. Oh yeah, that's right. He wanted to win against Don Hyun Kim. And Caesar Amazinian, something or other. Oh, it's the Kim knockout. That yeah, that's his claim to fame. Yeah, that one was. That's the one I remember. But I still like Vic in the fight. Yeah, I think Vic can take him to the ground and, and put him out uh, on the Let's see. prelims. We're talking about got, the main event. Yeah, yeah. Former at one point number one in the world. 135 or Jessica, or I'm sorry, 115 pounder before the UFC created the division was Jessica Aguilar. Uh, she's ranked 12th and she'll be taking on Courtney Castiron and Casey. Mm, oh, this was a tough one. I really, because I really like Castiron. I like Casey too. I like Courtney a lot, but I believe Aguilar's with... got so much more experience. Mm-hmm. She's seen so much more. She's tough as nails. Um, I'm going to say Aguilar grinds out up a decision. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning That's to. where I got to lean to. I love Courtney Casey. Don't be wrong. I think she's got great, great skills. But I think Aguilar is just too advanced, too experienced, seen too much. And she's going to be able to put the hurt on her. And Aguilar is going to pick up the win. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it as far as notable fights to talk about. Yeah, it's going to be a fun Fun showing this weekend. We're going to have, uh, 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 even with Udo and Pettis out, I know that kind of sucks. There's still great fights around that. Okay. You know, there's Two still. Two title fights. Yes. Maya and Masvidal, Edgar and uh, Yair Rodriguez. Those four fights stay intact. I'm still on board a thousand, thousand percent. Definitely. Um, I'm definitely excited for I'm, this one. I'm happy. I'm cool with them moving Jocko and, and Branch to the main car, too. Yeah. I mean, Alvarez yeah. and Poirier wasn't going to go anywhere. They had no, to put they, the, that staple on that yep. that uh, that main event of the prelims card. They had to have that that spot. The marquee fight. <laughs> right. They weren't going to move them to that. They want to keep those numbers high. They're going to put that those guys on there. And there was no – between those – I guess I guess you could have put uh, Hit Gracie up there. But the, the re- returning branch tells a better story. Number nine, Jocko, you know, former champion. It, yeah, 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 World Series of Fighting. You know, two, t- you know, two belt or two weight class champion. It's smarter move. It's a smart move. Definitely a smart move. I'm I'm cool with it. Bummed. I was really looking forward to that Pettis Cejudo fight. That's <laughs> the one I've been talking out, talking up a lot. So I'm excited. I was excited for it. I'm sad that it's not going to happen. Hopefully, maybe they can reschedule it. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Throw them onto like two twelve or something, because you know they're missing fights. Because Anderson Silva said, "Fuck you, I'm not yeah. fighting." I'm not fighting. Always, I'm not fighting unless it's for an inter- No, I'm not fighting unless it's UL. An interim title. An interim title. Yep. He wanted to fight UL for the interim for the title. Interim. Yeah, okay. Or I'm gonna retire. Or retire. 
and Dana basically told him to go fuck himself. Go retire then. I don't care. And then yep. Anderson fucking went off and said a bunch of shit. So go retire then, Anderson. Who gives like, a fuck? Yeah. Told the UFC that they're full of shit and fuck you. And you Fine. Know, yeah. Go do something without them. Yeah. Who made you a fucking it's millionaire? You hear, you hear all these middleweights right now, though, coming out yelling for an interim title. And it's hard for me because i very against interims at the same time. Like, you have the champions sitting there healthy. You're just waiting for GSP to sign. You have all these contenders. Like, yeah. UFC, so they, the UFC has put themselves in this terrible position by not announcing the GSP Bisping fight happening with a date. Oh, you like mean... They, no, what's happening is that GSP just won't fucking sign. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. The UFC should exactly. not announce anything. That's what he means. Like, no, they should have just never given him the fucking fight. That's that's uh, the first defense right there. Period. If, if GSP wants to return, let him return. But give him, uh, giving him a title shot right away in a division he has never fought in. And now, what? He, and now he's saying that uh, maybe October. I'll fight after October. After October, yeah. Oh my fucking fuck god! Fuck you! Fuck you in your after October. That's so stupid. Yeah, I don't yeah, need. Yeah. I don't need you that bad, motherfucker. Stay your ass in Canada. I don't give a fuck. My God, yeah, there's a lot. There's enough middleweights right there right now that are worthy of a title shot that have every right to demand what they're demanding. Yeah, Luke. You see what Luke Rockhold's interview? He went on. I didn't uh, see it. I've heard excerpts and stuff. Yeah, he excerpts. went on Ariel, and he said, he said the four of us being being Luke, uh, Yoel, Whitaker, and Jacare. So the four of us, we just need to go on strike and tell the UFC, unless they're going to start making the champion defend against the contenders that have been here grinding for a title shot, then we're on strike and fuck your division. Yeah, I don't. He has a point. He he has a point. He said, if the four of us did that, your division would be on its fucking ass. Yep. So, I mean, it's I'm not. I'm not for something that gives me less good fights to watch, but I'm for something that makes sense. Luke can't stay healthy anyway. It doesn't you know, matter. But he's got, you know, those well, guys can. Yeah, absolutely. Great point. Well, Jocker is a mess right now. He may, he may not even know what year it is still from that freaking <laughs> Whitaker beating. Yeah. <laughs> but Whitaker and Ewell definitely have things to say about it. Ewell in particular. You all, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, you all. Even Whitaker should have a title shot. Even Whitaker coming up, who should be groomed <laughs> at the you know after the rate he is, he should be groomed. I want Yoel to be the next fighter. Rockhold or either Yoel and Rockhold or Yoel and and Whitaker or Rockhold and Whitaker. Any combination of those three fights, fine with me. Fine with me. Sign me up. Let's go. But we're gonna have to wait until after. I stay correct. After October. After October? Which means it could be next fucking year is after October. Yeah. It doesn't mean November. I'm going to November. get to camp after the summer, and then we fight sometime after October. Fuck you, dude. I, hope I nobody, don't know. I hope nobody buys that pay-per-view so they can see it's a fucking waste. We're stealing it. Fuck him. We're not watching. I'm going to get up. I'm going to bring Cody up. I'm going to get an HD fucking stealing of the show. Fuck him. Just to piss him off, and we're not paying for a goddamn thing it is. He just pissed me off with this after October See what shit. your boy did, Ryan? This is your fault. That, you you uh, started this shit with the Goonies, and now you're fucking... Now I'm in a, now I'm in a mood. Yep. This is all your fault. 
I'm in a goddamn yeah, so mood. Keep me around. I have to. I have to light <laughs> fires and wreak havoc. Yeah. God damn it. You and Keith are gonna get along so well. Because <laughs> I don't know. Have you? Did you listen to the the loudmouth episode that I guessed it on with them? Uh, no, I haven't gotten to that. What yet. an asshole. Yes. God, you're an asshole. <laughs> We, I'm sorry that I'm sitting around playing father. Well, put an ear. You got ear. You got earbuds now. You got my. You got speakerphone. Yeah, I know, but my wife always yells at me when I have my. Uh, whenever I have my iPod on, when I'm should be entertaining the kids. <laughs> put it do, on speaker. You can do both. Yeah, put it on speaker. I tried doing both, but then my daughter's yelling at me to do something. I'm too busy listening to the podcast. Put on, put on Guardians, Daddy. Put on Guardians. Let, I want to see. I want to see Gamora. Let Carla hear Uncle Jeff say bad things. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. <laughs> so come sit down, Carla. Let's hear Uncle Jeff say fuck actually, him, fuck that, fuck actually, you. Actually, I was quite good on the Loudmouth show. I may have only let one fuck slip. So. Ah. It was somebody else's show. I was trying to contain myself. I understand. Um, I do that too. But yeah, just you know, just, you never know how they really want their show. Yeah. You know, maybe they they don't mind a couple f bombs. But if right. I fucking talk, how I usually fucking exactly. talk. Exactly. I fucking talk like I fucking talk. Like Kyle slips know? sometimes, but I think for the most part he keeps it kind of clean. And yeah. I was just like, I'm not gonna bring that element to the show. Yeah. But we talk about. <laughs> Keith does a lot of the same shit to Kyle that you do to me. Right. So I was sitting back watching it, and Kyle, I was laughing, and Kyle goes, Keith's just like my Ryan. And I said, I, okay, I, oh, under, I understand. I got feel, it. I feel your pain. Got it. So, yeah. UFC 211. Yes, 214 uh, confirmed today. We, Oh, yeah. Well, do you want to? The UFC 211 this weekend. I hope everybody's watching. Let us know what our picks are. If you think they're good, if you think they're bad, if you think we're dumb, if you think we're smart, whatever you think, doesn't matter. Just tell us. Tweet us. Post us. Whatever you want. What do you think's going to happen? Let us know. And also include how Ryan is a goddamn idiot for never seeing the Goonies until he was in his 20s. Unbelievable. Boo this man. Unfucking believable Boo. So some news, other news broke today, uh, right before we got ready to record the show this afternoon. It was announced, confirmed that John Jones will get his rematch with Daniel Cormier at UFC 214 at the end of July. Whether you love it, whether you hate it, I don't give a fuck. It's happening. Yes. Yes. It's finally yeah, time. Maybe. Ah, oh, you are such a dick. God damn it! Are, are, <laughs> why do you do this shit? You're you already. Say I threw the pot and expect me not to say anything. You're it's already wrong, fucking over two today. Why do you have to go for a three? It's gonna strike out. You're gonna get. You're gonna get hung up on. Yeah, you know you can say I'm gonna strike out, but when DC doesn't make the walk, then it's actually I have a home run. There's been no. You're the blame, and I yell at you. There was a fight where Jones couldn't make the walk. There was. So it's not always been DC. Yep. Well, you know, you saw it in that point. Very fair point. Still Bones' fault. No matter, you know, Bones did it, and he couldn't make the walk. How many times has DC not made the walk? More. And this between these two. Between these two, they're tied one apiece. Yeah, but I'm just saying overall. Yeah. Overall, in in general life. DC has pulled oh, yeah, out of yeah. more fights. Fuck, man. Jones has walked into a fight ever not even having to do in a camp. Yeah. He just woke up the most morning and said, I got a fight today. Took a shot of vodka, snorted the line, and went into fucking 
Probably smoked a joint. And on the way to the show, burned one. Said, who am I fighting today? Glover Teixeira. Glover to who? Took another fucking line. <laughs> got outside, went, took his fight, got home and said, was that over already? Did another line that went and fucked hookers. And that was John Jones. Took, took Mexican butter pills. Yeah, baby, they're so good. <laughs> yeah, they're cheap and they last more than four hours. I can tell you that much. Also was announced um, around the same time that this fight was also confirmed is that uh, Chris Cyborg will be fighting in the co-main event for either the interim or the vacant UFC featherweight title. Yeah, why was this going to be vacant now? Well, they're going to strip their anime. Because... Guess she won't fight. Guess she won't fight Cyborg. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, she we been, might as well say it. <laughs> she been she been running from Cyborg since she got that strap. So yeah. she won't fight Cyborg. That's nope. you know that's, and they that's wanna, the deal. And they want to make Cyborg happy because she's only got two fights left on her contract, and they know fucking damn well she's gone straight to Bellator. Yes, if she ain't happy yep. for big money. And they've got a legitimate 145 division that yeah, she will do. go through and clean the fuck out. And she's a big ratings draw. Yep. She's a big money fighter. Her and Scott got a relationship from Strike Force. Like it's a lot of factors against the UFC, so they Ron- need to make that woman happy. Ronda's gone. Cyborg's the biggest female draw in the company, uh, bar none. Yeah, popularity wise, yeah, for sure. Yes, for yeah. sure. She's the biggest draw they would have. For the for the women, yeah. and I mean she's she's still one of the top draws overall. Yeah, but when you look at the women's divisions, you know, no Ronda, no Misha, you know, Joanna. Yeah, but I, and I think Cyborg is. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, way just, more just of a because draw. she's been around longer. Yeah, and she's right, done yeah. the things that she's done mm-hmm. are just so the legend that she is. You know, I know I, when you talk to. You know how big they are when you talk to non-MMA people and they know the name Cyborg. They say, oh, that's the thing that Cyborg does, right? Like, yes, that's the yes, thing that Cyborg steroids. does. steroids. You know. <laughs> but. What, what do you guys think? No, okay, so like you guys said, said like 145 division, there's nobody. With the strawweight division coming in, do you think the UFC would do anything to scrap the 145 division overall for a while? I don't know. Especially if Cyborg leaves. It's, it's, that's. If Cyborg leaves, it's much more of a possibility. Yeah. Um, with them bringing in Megan Anderson, though, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a really hard call because I think they want to legitimize the 145 division. I think they want it to be better than Bellator's, obviously. Sure. Right. 20, yeah. 25, while I'm very excited for it, they're going to definitely need to go out and get some people. But the problem is is like the top 10 ranked 125 pounders are either signed to Bellator or fighting Ryzen or whatever. So you're going to have to either the, – the 115 division is going to get hurt. 35 can take the yeah. hit. Like 35 has got the developed fighters yeah. out there. And the name so is jumping, right? Like I think Juana, she's going to – Juana wins this weekend – and one, hey, now that 125 is solidified, i got to believe she's going to be jumping up to 125 shortly thereafter. I, I don't know. Maybe. I if mean, she loses, she goes. I think she may go and try to do both. Try to, try to have the, aspirations of doing both? Be the champ champ. But I know I know she was talking about retirement, like, doing eminently. The family, doing the family thing. Eminently. Right. But, right. but I think the 25 division is to kind of stifle her and keep her around. Because yeah. the weight, she doesn't have to cut as much weight to yeah. the 25. Yeah. But... It's 
just, I mean, you're going to see a lot of 35, a lot of 135 pounders go to a 25. Oh too. yeah, Beck Rollins I mean, is coming down. Of, you know, Beck Rollins is coming down for sure. And there's going to be some 15 pounders that say, "Whew, there's going to man, be, I don't have to cut that much." That's the problem, though. You know, is 15 is not exactly. developed. 35 can withstand to lose because they're it's it's been around a while. There are develop there are right exactly. You know, the, your Beck Rollins can drop. There, there's some other ones I can't think look of off the top of my head. Just JoJo, just, JoJo, I think will be yeah, a look at the fighter that's well, we got this weekend and Josh. Yeah, she does not want to keep making 15. Jessica Penny and 35 oh, is yeah. too much. She's gonna go right to 25 and say this is my home. Valerie Letourneau signed with Bellator because just because of the 25, the 25 division. Yep. And now she's going to look back and say, well, fuck me. Yep, pretty or much. she's going to say, look at this sponsorship money, baby. Yeah, yes. That's more like it probably. Look at all this. It. You know, I made, I just made my entire year's worth of sponsorship money in my last fight from, you know, USC paid me in a year. I got in, in Bellator in a month. Yep. You know. But that's that's the problem I see, though, is, that, is the hit that 15 is going to take. Bad. They need bad. to They need to bring in. They need to bring in fighters. But like I said, the the top ten is all signed by other organizations. They need to bring in fighters under the the understanding that they're going to be fighting at one fifteen. You're not coming in to you know look at fifteen and say okay, I don't like that. Let me go to twenty five. We need you to come right. in to be a fifteen fighter. We need you to come in here. Whether you lose a couple, you you don't think you can do it, doesn't matter. You're staying at fifteen. We need this because we're going to build this. We're going to build this. We're going to build these separate. No jumping, no. You know, if we bring in fifteen, if we bring in ten different hundred fifteen pounders, and then those fighters say, "Oh, I don't like doing fifteen. You know, I want to go to twenty twenty five divisions where I should be anyway." And eight of them jump. What was the fucking point of bringing all those ten fighters in to begin with? Here is the uh, here's the top ten for the flyweights. Uh, Jennifer Maya is the number one. She fights in Invicta. So does Vanessa Porto at number two. Uh, Rin Nakai is signed with Pan- is, they say Pancrase, but she also fights with Ryzen. That's uh, that's the queen or the king. She's nasty, 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 nasty. Sarah Diallo is with Bellator. Uh, Roxanne Modafi, a former UFC fighter, is with Invicta. Um, Agnesia Ninsdewich is with Invicta. Uh, the number seven fighter is with. There's a few out there that are all regional. Um, that they could scoop up, but they're gonna have to do what they did to uh, what they did with Invicta before for the 115 division and, and take a lot of their fighters, right? They do the cross promotion, that kind of stuff, yeah. Because, like, and the contenders, Andrea Lee, she's with um, Invicta, so they could, and she's with a couple other companies, so you could definitely LFA and Invicta. You could bring her in. I think Andrea Lee, if you're smart and you're the UFC, mm-hmm. you're going to bring in KGB. Absolutely. Because she can brawl and she's pretty. Um, but she's marketable. That too. She's very, 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 very marketable. Um, Alina McFarlane fights for Bellator. She's a pretty badass girl. Um, There's a lot out there. That there are. They're, but they're, they're going to have to do the McMahon of the 80s. They're going to have to come in and swoop in and take all the talent the and put it under their banner. They're going to raid Invicta again. Uh, uh, maybe. They didn't do it for 45. No, that was dumb, which was we're smart. Stu- super stupid. They, didn't do any, they really didn't do anything for 45. No. They just basically said, we got a couple 45-pounders. You want to fight for a belt? Here you go. There's no 45-pound division, really. There's not. 
How many other 45-pound women's title uh, uh, women's fights have we seen since that one? None. Exactly. Well, and no, because they brought in Cindy. That too, they, right? they brought in Cindy Dandois, who fought at 45 in Invicta, but not here. And she fought at 35. So, yeah. what what did you say, Ryan? I'm sorry. And uh, Holly Holm, she's not, she's left 45 now too, right? Yeah, she's yeah, fighting she's back. She's, back she's fighting Batch at 35. Yeah, just to get a win. They didn't do anything for 45. They just did it to fucking do it. They did it to appease Cyborg more yeah, or less. They wanted to give her the 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 title to convince her to stay and. Then she, she got popped. No, no, no. And then you found out why she said no. Yeah. Yep. And then she got popped. But, I mean, even, even and there. And then she got um, then she got clear. clear. Exempted, right? Yeah, then she got exempted. But, like, even the 45, I mean, obviously there's only, there's two fighters from the UFC <laughs> listed in the 145 women's top 10, and that's number one and number three between uh, Cyborg and, and Jermaine. Julia Budd's number two, Megan Anderson's number four, um, Arlene Banclove, who fights for Bellator, Charmaine Tweet from Invicta, uh, Latoya Walker from Invicta. I mean, there's fighters they could have gotten. Sinead, well, Sinead Kavanaugh's with Bellator now. Um, I, 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 I'm very happy for the 125 division. It's something I've been calling for for a while. Sure. But... I'm scared of what it's going to do to the to the 115 division. It's going to cripple it pretty bad, especially if their champion jumps ship. That's the that's the biggest ouch. Yeah, right. Yeah, and there are girls that can't. I mean, they could go up, but they they're going to get killed. Like Paige Van Zandt's got no business at 125. No, God, no. Um, Michelle Waterson should not even consider going to 125. They if they no. if they if you want to left and they closed up 115. See ya. Who else is there? Uh, Torres, if she's at Tisha. 15. She's kind of small, too. Yeah. Yeah, Tisha's there. Yeah, Tisha's too short to, to try to go up to 25 and too small. But, yeah, I mean, well, shit. Michelle Watterson was an atom weight, so. Yeah, uh, just way too tiny. Yeah. But, like I said, there are there are girls in the in-betweeners. Um, JoJo, I think, is going to do well at 125. Beck Rollins would be happy at 25. She's kind of a small girl for, or a big girl for 15, so. Uh, back to the news. Uh, so, I mean, this Jones and, and Cormier thing, to finish this off, um, UFC 214, yeah. so long as everything goes fine, and we're going to see what happens. This, this long as Ryan, is most likely their last fight. Ryan keeps his mouth shut. Yes or no? Yeah, oh yeah. Most right, likely. Yeah. I, I don't want to say absolute yes ever because it's just too hard to do that. You never know what's going to happen. But most likely, their last fight. Um, if it goes the way I think it's going to go, Cormier is not going to get a third fight. If it goes the way I think it's going to go, Cormier's probably not going to fight ever again. No, he'll probably retire. Yeah, that's what I think it's going to happen. Yeah, if it goes the way I think, we're going to see Stipe versus John Jones in December. Mm. That might be a little too early. A little too early. But I, 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 I know what you're saying. The heavyweight, the heavyweight jump's coming, but that's too early. Jones has still got some guys at at 205. He's got to fight now and clear out the division. He had his opportunity to do that, had he just been able to beat Rumble and took care of Daniel, then he would have cleared out the division and gone. But just... yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. If he wins the title, I can't. I mean. 
if Gus if Gus beats Teixeira and he wins the title, you're gonna see that Gus rematch. I feel so bad for Gus if that happens. I do too. But who knows? I mean, who knows what's yeah. gonna happen? We've never seen John in a rematch, so. But we will find out in a couple of months. Uh, also announced today that Joseph Benavides um, is injured and won't be able to fight at UFC Fight Night 110 against Ben Wen. So hopefully Joseph, you know, heals up quickly and doesn't say exactly what from. It just says an in, his Instagram just said an injury, and he'll be out. So yeah, never didn't give anything specific, um, but it just sucks. Yeah, wishing a speedy recovery for Joe. It is official that former lightweight WSOF champion Justin Gagey is now a member of the UFC. And Justin comes out the gate swinging, asking for any and everybody. He doesn't give a shit. Give me the baddest man. Ballsy? Yeah, but it's a good way to get his name out there early. Uh, I read this question from Bloody Elbow. It said, should the UFC build former US uh, World Series champ slowly, (laughs) or should he immediately fight? Are the best fighters the flyweight the uh, the lightweight has to offer slow and who personally for me do not just feed him right to the shark tank because should should something happen and he loses right away he's gonna be looked at as nothing that's exactly what I they're said. gonna his flames gonna be cut out like that and if he does a slow build and he does happen to take a loss in between there he can still continue building slowly and two three right. four fights build it you know. From somebody real low, then maybe a rank thirteen, and slowly build them up and build them up. Give them three, four fights first. What's the rush? I got two names. I mean, if they want to, if they want to throw him in, I, I mean, as far as a ranked opponent, give him Gil. Gil's sitting there like thirteen, third, twelfth, or something mm, like that's that. That's what I'm saying. Give yeah, yeah, maybe like ten. But I mean, I and I don't think Gil will present a problem for him. In that way, either Gill has just not been the same in a long time. So, uh, Gil hasn't been the same since Diego. No, no, and 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 a fighter, a fighter that I think is unranked, but could be an interesting fight. But I don't want to see it happen yet. Would be Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee's got a uh, main event fight coming up. He does have one coming up against Michael Chiesa. Yeah, he's, he's getting his first main event, his first card. Yep. This is great news for Kevin Lee. Yeah, who just moved down one spot and got jumped by Ally Quinta. Gil, uh, yeah, so Makamedov, Evan Dunham, look right here. If you're going to give him a ranked fighter right off the bat, look right here. These three. Yeah, I think Kevin Lee would be a fun fight. I just don't really want that fight for Justin coming out the gates. Kevin's that's a dangerous dude, dangerous, dangerous dude, and and for and he he called out Barboza too, didn't he? Yes, that's not smart. No, that when I saw that, that one kind of caught me off guard. I mean, I I I, I fucking take my hat off to the. <laughs> I dude. applaud him for his balls. <laughs> yeah, but I slap him for his fucking brain. What's wrong with you? Don't do that. He, don't don't do that. He presents problems on the ground for Barboza, though. Sure does. But one kick. One kick, mm-hmm. and your head, and, and you're going to be jumping out into traffic. Yeah. And that's it. Gage's got that power, too, though. That one-touch power. But I don't want to Slow build. Him. No, yeah, yeah, no. Slow build. But if I'm WMEIMG, 
And I'm trying to make those money fights. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna fucking they're gonna throw them in there with someone like fucking Nate Diaz or something. But Nail Dariush. Yeah. Somebody hard. Uh, a couple more things. Uh, Matt Hughes was also on the MMA Hour this week <laughs> and uh, reiterates that he has plans to make a comeback. And I didn't want to retire in the first place. Dana White and my stinking wife made yep. me. He said he retired off of two losses, and he hates that he had to retire off two losses because of you know because of Dana White and his wife, and he wants to he wanted to retire off wins on a win streak. Sorry, Matt. We don't all get what we want. Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes life uh, throws you a curveball yeah. instead of a fastball. It was, it's been four years since he fought. That's four years of no camp, four years of... I'm sure he's worked out. Oh, yeah. And But that's in not MMA workouts. We're talking just a guy that likes to exercise and stay in shape workout. Yeah. We're not talking about sparring six days a week, and we're not talking about... Well, he had you a know, desk job, too, for a couple of years. Yeah, until he got fired for inappropriate behavior. For being a douchebag. That, too. So, now he wants to come back and prove what again? Uh, who the fuck knows? He's a douche. Um, he's got... He's probably... It, it's, it feels like he's got to go back to the the college parties and beat people up like him and his yeah. brother. <laughs> he can go back to... He can, now he can go back to USC and say, I'm the MMA fighter again, bitch. I'm the UFC again. I don't think he goes back to the UFC. If he comes back, it's going to be the Bellator. Yeah. They're the one, only ones no, they're the ones stupid that would, enough yeah. that would sign him. Yeah. Dana's going to be like, fuck no. I am not letting you back in a cage. Right. Nope. I'm good. Yeah. I've seen you get beaten enough, Matt. I'm good. Well, you know what I mean. Scott I'm a big Coker MMA like, fighter again. Coker will see money in it. Coker will find money in this motherfucker. Yes, he will. You know, he'll book him for one fight against someone. Well, of course he's got fucking. They're, they're building a goddamn pay per view off of Chael and Vanderlei, a fight nobody gave a shit about yeah. for five fucking years. He'll find money in it somewhere. Coker can rub it together two nickels and come out with a quarter. Especially if they can get the guy that I that I suggested off air that he fight. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's another Bellator pay per view right there. Do you want to see Matt Hughes fight again? I could give a flying fuck if Matt Hughes ever stepped into a cage again. Ryan. Yeah, no, I don't need to see it anymore. I don't want... It's not even that I could give a I just don't want to flat out. Don't want to watch. I will turn the fucking channel if he comes on to fight. I don't want to see it. If they give him the right opponent, I might watch to get him get his fucking head kicked in because yeah. I just can't stand the I don't really fight. care. I didn't Matt care Sarah. for him then. Bring back Matt, Matt fucking Sarah. Matt Sarah is the dude I want to see fight again, yeah. goddammit. I will fight. I would watch Matt, Matt Hughes and Matt, Matt Sarah. I'd watch those two go at it again. Yeah, me too. I think Sarah could beat him this time. Never had any... I don't know. I just never had anything for Matt Hughes. I, I couldn't, hate Matt Hughes. I didn't. It's not like I, I loved him or hated him. There was nothing. I was just like, whatever. I don't care. I used to like Matt Hughes, and then his personality slowly started right. coming out more. Yeah. And then with the the two Ultimate Fighters he did, mm-hmm. and being a guest coach on the comeback, just a fucking douche. Yeah. He's that that jock that you know they think they're fucking better. They couldn't. Oh, he absolutely is that job. Yeah, he's, but you, read you his know, book. Think, you, think back to high school or something or college. Yeah. You, think of the, about those guys. Yeah, but him and his fucking twin brother. I think they're like that, and then all of a sudden they 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 run into the wrong motherfucker. The wrong motherfucker right. guts him with a knife because I'm not going to fight you one by one. I'm going to shoot you in the fucking yep. face, or I'm going to I'm going to pull out a knife that I carry all the fucking time and gut your throat. Those guys are lucky enough they never ran into a person. And the thing, the thing with Matt Hughes is being away from the game for so long that he, the, the way it's evolved, like, 
he thinks he can go in there and do his same old, you know, take him down, ground and pound, get the win. It's not going to be like that anymore. Uh, this is four years later, brother. This shit has evolved. Big time. in MMA. That's why he's got to fight an old school guy. It can't be, he has to. It can't be anybody young. No. Someone else was hired by the UFC recently? Yeah, that was my suggestion earlier. And, <laughs> and actually a follow-up question. Way to jump the gun, Ryan. So, that's a follow-up question. <laughs> Chuck Liddell gives credence to the comeback rumors of we'll see. Yes. Do you want to see? There's the, the yes. next question. Do you want to see Chuck Liddell fight again, Ryan? Only against Matt Hughes. I would. Depends. If it's UFC, no. If it's Bellator, I it, might entertain it. Let's just get this out here right now. It will not be. It's the not going to be in the UFC. Dana was the one that made him retire. Why would he let him fight again? Yeah. All the stuff is going to happen in Bellator. That means that money. Nobody wants. They they don't want that money, man. I I don't know. Not that kind of money. Nobody's going to pay to watch Chuck. No. Bellator's, it's the Bellator place. You know, Bellator's yeah. where it's going to happen. But I'd love to see Chuck again. I was such a big Chuck Liddell fan. I loved his maniac style and his his chin ended up giving way on him. Did, but, uh, did, did Randy ever get his shit figured out in court and get cleared with his lawsuit with the UFC? I don't know. I never read anything about it if, if it went either way. I didn't see. Uh, no, I don't want to watch that fight. Never mind. I was going to say maybe we could get the fourth fight, but I really With don't want to. With those two, no. I'd like to see, you know, because Hughes, like you said, Hughes is not going to make 55 or 70. He was a 70. Yeah, there's no way. He's not going to make 70. 70, you know. I don't know if he can make 85. Yeah, so put them both at 205. Yep. You know, Chuck at the 205. I think Chuck's at 205 now. Yeah, exactly. On the dot, ready to go. Yeah, he looks great. He, he looks does. in great shape. And he's not going to forget how to fucking punch. No. Nah. Chuck is just a fucking banging motherfucker, dude. I watched, speaking of Chuck, it was not even two days ago. I was laying in bed. And I couldn't sleep. My neck was killing. No, it was, yeah, it was Monday night. Um, and, uh, Sunday night, Monday night, whatever it was. And I was laying in bed and I couldn't sleep. I turned on um, turned on my Plex and I turned on The Deadliest Warrior. And, mm-hmm. I, and I clicked random. Okay. And it came to the Apache against the Gladiator. Chuck right. Liddell is the guest on the Gladiator episode, yeah. to, so he they could test out the Roman Gladiator's boxing kestis, the one oh, with the, one with all the yep. spikes on it, and yep. they were, and he had to throw a, a jab, a hook, and like three different, four different kinds of strikes. I remember that too. And I was like, yes, that was Chuck Liddell from like ten years ago. I was like, fuck, man, he looks great, and he's throwing these, he's throwing these hooks. They're like, dude, you're like thirteen hundred psi stronger than an Olympic boxer. He's like, fuck, that's cool. And they it was just it was awesome to see Chuck on there. And then it was like I watched like four episodes I just stuck it on random, so it was going to random order. Like five episodes later, it was like um uh Rashad Evans was on an episode. Okay. He was on the uh Genghis Khan versus Attila the Hun, I think Ooh. it was. And he was he was showing um no, it, was, it must have, might have been Alexander the Great. He was showing that old pancreas, that old traditional style of uh, chokes and knee strikes. And he did this strike where he put the dummy, the gel dummy on the ground, and he stood on top of it and he threw it, and what would be an illegal knee in the UFC. And he threw this right. illegal knee to the top of the head of the dummy, and he crushed its skull and its neck. And this dummy was supposed to be like a human body. Right. You know, it's exactly. Was, he, was that when he was calling it Rampage? Yes. No. Okay. No? 
I don't know. I don't remember. I was really, oh, it was like five in the morning. And I was, oh, I, I was just happened to catch this. Um, and he threw this knee and it was just, it was awesome. It was good. It was cool seeing those UFC guys over on the Deadliest Warrior. Yeah. yeah and I remember seeing UFC Chuck was, was on one of them. So. Tim Kennedy too. Yeah. Yeah. He was on, uh, he was on the one for the Army Rangers. Versus, yeah. yeah versus the Spec Ops or something. It wasn't the one versus the Spetsnaz. It was the other one. That's what I was thinking. It was a Spetsnaz. Yeah, it wasn't worth the Spetsnaz. It was worth the, worth, uh, the Germans, I think. Um, yeah, either one. It was. I was awesome. I loved seeing Tim Kennedy on that one. He was a great. He's a great sniper. He was. Yeah. He did. He did their sniper training Fuck or their uh, their sniper tests, and he was. You know, he was spot on. It was. God, he's a killer at range and up close. It was really cool seeing those UFC guys. Crossover and do some of that stuff. Yeah, back when back when UFC was with Spike and yep. they had that good working relationship, you saw things like that. I mean, same thing that happened when Bellator came in with Spike, and you saw yep. them on the on into you know guys going into wrestling too. Yeah, going over to TNA. Mm-hmm. Bobby you, Lashley yep. and yeah, it was Barnett. Yeah, was it? Barnett was there, but I don't think he Josh was Barnett. Yeah, he was never with Bellator though. Barnett's just always been a pro just wrestling, a wrestling guy. guy. But, uh, I mean, King Mo came over yeah, and did King it. King Mo does both. Uh, Rampage, I think, did a little Tito. Yeah, Tito, Tito did some. You know, they just had a great working relationship and did that. That's yeah. really cool to see that kind of crossover stuff, man. Tito uh, retired now? Who knows? Or is he going one, one last fight? Uh, go Tito, Tito, Chuck 3? No. No, why? Why not? Because Chuck beat the brakes off of him twice. Yeah, but now it would be a fair fight because Chuck has no chin. That makes it fair. So I think he was going to get a win over him. He's been beat up so many times, he's got no chin. Now it's fair. I would rather watch Chuck <laughs> and Vanderlei. Could do Chuck and Rampage a rematch. I like Chuck. I'd, I'd right. like to see Chuck fight yeah. again, despite who it is. I just, I really, I was such a big fan back then. And like my buddy Scott Owens uh, is such a big uh, Chuck fan. And him and I really bond over that. It's like we absolutely loved watching because. There was no frills with Chuck Liddell. It was straight up stand, bang, and that was it, man. Yep. You did. You got. You got what you came. You, what you paid for was to see Chuck Liddell swing and fire and hammer, and that's what you got, and that's what he was. No frills, no thrills, just straight up banging, and that's what that's what made Chuck Liddell the man that he was, and I I just loved that about him, you know, so much. That was the time. When and the UFC, the fan that I was in the UFC, when I loved that style, right? And I was really big on that right, style. Yeah. Now that I've aged a little bit and I've gotten to watch, you know, another ten years or so, I, I get to appreciate more of the slow Damian Maya style, the chess game, more of the explosion. I still love my Edson Barbosas and my other guys, but I, I appreciate the chess game more. But back then, it was all about the explosions, the explosive fighters, the fast strikers, the heavy-handed, you know, those guys. And Chuck Liddell was at the top of my list. I have uh, on my Facebook page. I have my little, um, you know, those front five. I think they call it where you can put your five favorite picks. Yep. I put five of my favorite right, U- right. UFC fighters. I put Dan Severn, Brock Lesnar, Chuck Liddell, John Jones, and Yuan Yanjacek. Those are my five people that I put up there. Where there are five of either my favorite fighters, most inspirational, or the ones that got me, Dan got me into UFC, and you know, so many like that. The ones that mean the most to me right now. And, those are those are it. Chuck, Chuck Liddell's up there. Nice. Yeah, Chuck's always been been that guy for me. And he's one of the guys that helped make the boom of the UFC. Randy, Chuck, right. and Tito. Yeah, I mean, for me, Tito was the guy that 
really was the first one that I got into in the sport. Um, but then I became a big Chuck fan mm-hmm. after Tito was pulling all this bullshit and was in and out so much. So, Randy, Chuck, and Tito, they yeah. made the UFC boom. Absolutely. Uh, what do you say, boys? Wanna... That's it, baby. All right. Let's, That's uh, what we got. Let's get into final thoughts. Uh, Ryan, I'll let you start this week. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, Golden Boy, make Canelo and Triple G happen. Please, for the love of God, we got the date all set up. September 16th in Vegas, in Texas, wherever. Make the fight happen, please. You can wait. We already had a fight booked for September 16th. And now did that, we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, not, Nothing was officially announced ever. Nothing's been officially announced for Triple G and fucking Alvarez either, so they can wait. Hey, it's his final thoughts. We, we, I've been listening. Dana White, Dana White, I just saw came out and said that Connor wants to fight in the UFC twice in 2017, so he's running out of time there too. Yeah, we could have gotten that. We could have gotten a November, and then a freaking New Year's Eve card. But all he had to do was get that Floyd fight out of the way. It's your fault, Ryan. <laughs> that fight. It's all your fault. Anything else? I'm you... hogging the millions of dollars that the millions that will... of dollars. <laughs> millions of dollars. Everything that millions you put. <laughs> millions of dollars. <laughs> Everything that you put your curse on, it just goes to shit. Look at you. It's all your fault. You can start paying money to start cursing people, dude. <laughs> get the UFC fighters to start PayPaling you a, a hundred grand, and you can put the the Dempsey voodoo on them. Get that death touch going, man. You, you know, can put your kids in college. You start putting the whammy on them for half of the show money. There you go. That's Don't it. That. Just think about it. If they start sending you U.S. dollars, too, it'll be worth twice wow, as much than God. what you got in Canada. It'll be worth more than 20 bucks. it will be good to go. <laughs> twice as much. <laughs> Woo! <sighs> Anything else, brother? Uh, no, just once again, just happy birthday to my sister-in-law and, uh, Absolutely. Have a, have a great weekend. Enjoy uh, enjoy 211. It's the it is the best pay per view card that we've had uh, from the UFC so far this year. And happy Mother's Day this weekend to all the lovely mothers. So there it is. Good, so. good man. Good man. As for me, speaking of of Mother's Day, it's uh, it's a an average little shout out to Daniel Bryan and his lovely wife wife Brie Brie Bella on TV um, to, as the birth. Of their wonderful, beautiful new daughter, Bertie Joe Danielson, Brian Danielson, and Brie Bella. Congratulations, this daughter of yours who brought into the world Tuesday at almost midnight. And she's happy, she's healthy, she's 8 pounds, 10 ounces, 21 inches long. Are very, very much happiness and congratulations from the average Joe to Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson, Brie Bella. Um, there's nothing quite like being a first-time parent so be prepared to not sleep for the next two years good luck and enjoy mazel tov l'chaim all right so for me um Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, and my own, Dave, your mother, Ryan. My mother as well. Your mom, even too, even though I'm kind of mad at her for never never putting you into the Goonies. And bad, <laughs> bad. Uh, yeah, UFC 211, I'm super stoked that we finally have a fight card. It's been three weeks too long. Oh, and thank you, Burt Kreischer. 
Oh, God damn it. Thank you, Burt Kreischer, for everything. Thank you for fucking... Happy Mother's Day to Kara. Press the out of there. You got to. Yeah. I was was about to give a Happy Mother's Day to your wife for you since you rudely rudely didn't do it. Oops. (laughs) Way to go, Ryan. All all those brownie points you scored with the anniversary thing just Mm. fucking went out the shitter. Fail. Boom. Bye-bye. You build them up to sell them off. Yep. Yep, yep. So UFC 211, it's a big, big weekend. I'm super excited for that. And finally, also a happy birthday to Ryan's beautiful sister-in-law, Emily. Uh, Emily, if you hear this and you ever want an American husband, we can get you set up and get you a green card and visa and all that. Come on over. How you doing? Michigan's lovely in the summertime. I think you'll really enjoy it. So, for... <laughs> <laughs> For Ryan, oh, I, can't uh, hear this oh, I can't wait either. <laughs> Emily, you can Facebook me. It's fine. Yeah, uh, for Ryan Dempsey, Dave Van Boglin, I am Jeff Shanahan, and we will see you guys next week for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Peace.